welcome back to Nat Chat, the Natillic podcast. In this episode, we're getting a unique perspective on the return to the office with our people team. So many businesses are currently planning how hybrid working will be working for them. So we speak to the people designing Natillic's approach for insight into what goes into making it a success. And we also discuss how we've incorporated automation into our in-house technology to make our office workers' lives easier on this episode of the Natillic podcast. All right, it's that time again, listener. We've got three of the best and brightest here to talk to you about planning a safe and productive return to the office. This time around, we're looking at arguably the most important factor, some might say, uh, the people. With me today, it's my absolute pleasure to be joined by Natillic Chief People Officer, Kelly White. Welcome to the pod, Kelly. Thank you, Rob. Great to be here. Yeah, first time. Promise to go easy on you. And also first time. We've got the debut of Charlotte Page, Hi People there. Services <laughs> Manager. How are you doing, Charlotte? You good? Yeah, good. Thank you. Pleased to be here. Good. Yeah, pleased to have you. And Haley Knott makes a return to the Natillic Podcast, Product Marketing Manager, and one of the brains behind Natillic's Safe Harbor Return to the Office project. Hello, Mrs. Knott. Hi, Rob. Hey, guys. Welcome back. Welcome back. So, as I mentioned on the top of the show, we're here to talk about a different element of the return to the office. We spent the last part of season one discussing it from a technology angle, but today we want to focus on some of the real practical elements. So, Kelly, coming to you first, because I know you've been through various iterations of the return to the office, and I know it's a conversation you've had with many people and HR teams within our clients. So can you talk a little bit about what the return to the offices look like for Natillic and, and set the scene for us a little bit? Yeah, of course, Rob. And uh, it's it's been a really interesting time for us all. And uh, what's really guided us is um, making sure that all of our decisions are people-focused and people-centric. So listening to how our people feel and listening to what our people uh, want has been the most important driver for us. So we've taken a lot of time to uh, to listen to what our people want and ensure our policies reflect reflect that. Um, and what we're really finding, Rob, is that there's a real spectrum of views about COVID, but also how people feel about returning to the office. So those people that absolutely cannot wait uh, to return and those who are quite fearful to to return and most important approach we want to have is to be inclusive of all so being able to ensure that we can serve the needs of all in a, in a safe manner so for us safety is paramount that has to be our number one priority so we've had to ensure that we've listened to the right government advice and ensure we've got all the right health and safety measures in place um, but also make sure that we listening to what our people saying and offering people to come back to the office in a safe way and being able to and it's great news that we have been able to do that and we have people in the offices today and um, and which has worked really well and we've had some great feedback and but what we have said is that we've not mandated any of our policies for people to come back the only thing that we have mandated is to ensure an inclusive approach so if you're having a meeting and it's in the office to make sure that you have uh, a WebEx invite included into that meeting. So that person is not excluded from, from that meeting or that event. So that's that's really been important to us. 
but we're learning on this, Rob. I think you know every every time we uh, we watch the news and seeing that the, there's different variants or different progress with the vaccines, uh, different ability to kind of do the testing, um, different test and trace systems. We we're kind of adapting ha- as we go along and and learning. Yeah, it seems to be the the common recurring theme. I mean, throughout all of our guests, no matter you know whether they're you know, the Cisco's of the world, you know, big, big, big organizations or some of the smaller clients that I've spoken to, I think everyone seems to be, you know, in agreement that it is a learning process. And um, Charlotte, you you work in one of the sort of mini businesses within the business of Natilic. Um, so you're kind of focused on our on our commercial business. But how, how have things been sort of within, within that kind of, you know, smaller part of the business but still obviously very important you're working directly with people um and you know on a, on a day-to-day basis how's that been for you um yeah I mean it's, it's not been too bad really I mean oh, I only joined Natilic um about six months ago now so I um, haven't actually met a lot of people face to face but I mean for me remote working has actually been quite positive so I've been able to kind of get that one-to-one time in which potentially you wouldn't actually get in the office but yep. uh, I think with commercial, I know a lot of the teams have been meeting up into the office, um, having their team days, having that time together. And obviously, that's something I know Natilic has generally really missed from the social aspect. But as Kelly said, we just want to make yeah. sure that if, if people aren't comfortable going into the office, that they, they don't feel forced to like peer pressure or anything like that returning in. So, um, yeah, just just say if you're, you're not comfortable, if, if all of your team members are coming in, as Kelly said, you know, we can have a WebEx um in a, in a meeting request and things like that so we, yeah we just want to avoid people getting a bit too stressed out about it if they're not comfortable yeah yeah and I totally get that as well I think especially when the office being in London going on the tube and things like that it was always at the best of times not the cleanest and most healthy experience let alone during a pandemic to be fair so and I know a big focus on you has also been um, just to quickly talk about it because I think we're going to have a, a podcast about that specifically but um, the mental well-being community that you're uh, a big part of as well so could you just talk quickly about that and how that sort of helps it um, yeah, of course. So yeah, I'm so I'm the leader of the mental wellbeing community, and a huge focus for us is about kind of avoiding stress and anxiety at work. So, and a key thing at the moment is obviously um, coming back into the office. So, as I said, we just want to make sure that everyone um, just says if they're if they're not ready to, because obviously different people are in different mindsets about it. Um, some people don't want to come back unless they've had their full vaccine. Some people might still have people shielding at home. You just don't know what, what's going on in people's personal lives and, and how they feel about it. So it's just, yeah, um, making sure that we don't, we don't want to create stress for people about like enforcing people come back into the office. So it's just making sure that they're comfortable. I've used that word a lot, but yeah, that, that is the core thing, really. Yeah, it's important. It's important. And it's an important conversation as well. So I look forward to talking a little bit more about the community um, in the near future. Um, one thing, Haley, bringing you into the conversation that's been quite um, interesting is just the way that technology has helped. And there's been a bit of a focus and a shift on IT teams. So we obviously aren't talking too much about the tech here, but I think it'd be, we'd be remiss not to talk a little bit about your your the project you were involved in, so Safe Harbour and how that's helped. So would you be able to give a quick overview on on that and the sort of creation of it and how, I mean, that's been a, a rousing success within the organization. So how that came together? Yeah, so it's it's quite interesting, actually. So obviously, Natilic, as um, part of our culture, is 
we like to be very innovative we like to see challenges in a little bit of a different way and we have some great minds in the Tillich who think who are able to really bring technology to life and solve challenges very creatively and back in October when there was the potential of offices reopening you know, we had the eat out to help out scheme um, and things were at that point looking like there was going to be a shift we brought everyone together and we thought right how can we utilize the technology we already have at Natilic um, technology from some of our ecosystem partners and our strategic focus partners and really make sure that we were helping Charlotte and Kelly and the team um, to ensure that we were creating a safe environment for people to return to. So um, we have a, an in-house uh, DevOps central team and together they kind of you know, thought about what the challenges were, what we needed to achieve and what technology our people already were adopting well. So we use WebEx, we use WebEx Teams um, and being able to layer on top a new booking system so people could book um, allocated workspaces in the office which were you know, safely distanced um, and we also had a log and a system to be able to say who was in the office, where, uh, for how long, etc. was really important from a compliance perspective, from a safety perspective and also from tracking like a track and trace perspective. Um, we created enterprise assistance so they, they're like driven by like an automated bot technology that allows us to, to kind of book it on if we were in motion so it makes it mobile um, and that all goes through WebEx Teams and then it's all about the experience of when you're actually in the office so you arrive in the office we set up a facial recognition with a camera um, to be able to uh, kind of have an, a zero touch approach to registering to come into the office so it was minimizing the the uh, actual physical like touching that you had to do in regards to registering um, and then it also sent you like gave you directions to the workspace that you had booked so if you were new to the company so say like Charlotte who's joined during um, like the remote work in during lockdown if she didn't know where exactly you know desk 102a was um, it would come up so we use technology such as maze map um, which is a wayfinding technology to be able to like guide people to the bet the safest workspace available yeah so it's like a it's like a combination of pretty much you know, four or five different technologies that just make the experience so much easier and I think definitely yeah it is and I think also it's about um kind of visualizing the technology that you have at hand already and seeing how it can be utilized in it for a new outcome and and in a new way it's not necessarily having to put a massive upfront investment into uh, creating or buying a brand new solution you can integrate, you can collaborate, and you can connect the technologies that are already in play. Like in your office, everybody will have a wireless network with the Wi-Fi. It's being able to leverage what is there to best suit the challenges of the business now. Yeah, and it's worked super well, super, super well. Um, I think 
almost yeah flawlessly i mean i think I'm, I'm impressed every time i go in i mean it just works without any hitch you know you you, you book just by you know just typing into to webex or microsoft teams just what spaces are available you show it your face and it tells you where to go and that's pretty much it so um can't really say much more than that um and i've been quite vocal on the pod uh, and just to just about anyone that will listen, to be honest, that I was a keen advocate before of working from home to focus on key tasks and being in the office to collaborate with colleagues, which I think it feels like the world in general is coming around to, Kelly. Um, but looking a little bit further ahead, everyone's still trying to figure out sort of what the balance would look like. I know when I spoke to um, on the pod, uh, Justin Woolen at Cisco, the head of collaboration, he described it as a, a Mexican standoff of clients kind of all just looking at each other, seeing who's going to move first. So could you perhaps give us a little bit of an insight into what the, I think, future of work, as many are calling it, is going to look like for Natilic? Because I know that's taken up a large portion of your time recently, and you've been working closely with our IT team on that. Yeah, of course, Rob. And um, it's really interesting because I think we're in a great position to take all the good things about working from home, like you mentioned, the, the, the focus work, the reduced time to get to the office, uh, the ability to have that work-life balance, being there for friends or kids, school pickup, all, all those things, or maybe going out to, to the gym or, or run, uh, managing your, your workload better from home, less interruptions. There's a huge amount of benefits from working from home. Um, however, there are some negatives we know that are, are from working from home, the isolation. And uh, the, we also know that our people have less breaks when they're working from home and uh, the intensity of uh, having lots of screen time. We know, um, and Charlotte reminds me all the time, not good for mental well-being when you, you, you're on too many WebExes. So we know, you know, there's plus points and negative points of, of working from home. And we know being in the office, there's the, there's a huge amount of benefits. There's huge amounts of learning that you gain from just overhearing colleagues' conversations to having that water cooler moment where you speaking to somebody that you wouldn't normally speak to, uh, the interaction and just it's good. It's good to, to see people in person. However, the downside of being in the office is the... So the commute and all those things of when we used to being five days a week is, is also not good. So we think this is a perfect opportunity to take all the good things about working from home uh, and all the good things about the office and get that balance right. And we are working on that in terms of finding the balance. And the reality is we think it, it's a combination of the two. And uh, what would be what be expected is is two days in the office and the rest from working from home as an average but really lo looking for people to to change the way that they work so really manage their diaries so you schedule in focus work at home and you schedule in a really productive meeting collaborate collaborative meetings when you're in the office so use that time to ensure that you are meeting up with a colleague, you're scheduling meetings where you know people are going to be around. And we're going to use the tech to ensure that when people are in the office, they know who's going to be in the office and they can have those, those great meetings and those great conversations. So we're really excited about it because I think COVID has helped accelerate that trend, hybrid working, and we will uh, create a better work-life balance for everybody as a result and a better working experience. And a more exciting office, I think. We're going to get a better a better office as an outcome. So we're looking at redesigning that 
the office. Nice. So is that is that as far as like Google Slides slides? Or I imagine you've probably had suggestions for those type of things if you've really been reaching out to absolutely everyone in the business to what they want. Yeah, a slide always comes up as um as a requirement. Whenever you send a survey out, it's out, it's always quite interesting. Okay. But um I think what what is really interesting is this uh we always went wanted a you know, we always thought the way forward was open plan always open plan that's everything you know no closed offices not meeting rooms big sort of open plan collaborative spaces uh and what's interesting is that there's lots of disadvantages of that open plan overhearing conversations uh, maybe privately so we we're looking at actually redesigning the office to have good closed spaces where you can have conversations but kind of keep an open plan feel and also looking about how we can create the office to be more of a uh, a place of hospitality so before it was always designing an office where it would be like a kitchen a communal office kitchen that you would serve your own food or make your own coffees and we're looking to flip that on its head and create a hospitality office experience so imagine coming in rob and uh somebody getting you a coffee and looking after you making sure that when you go to your meeting you have your your drinks looking after your clients and and really up in our game on the hospitality front to ensure people feel looked after and hence the office becomes more of a, a social club vibe than than a traditional traditional office so we're really excited about exploring that concept definitely yeah I like I like where it's um I like where it sounds like it's going at least anyway I'm sure there's still a little bit of it that's up in the air and um what about I know obviously our, our central location is also something that I quite like you know in terms of being uh Liverpool Street um I know again in terms of getting clients in to come and t- check out the latest and greatest tech is that still something that we're we're planning on doing with the with the office uh, in terms of the central location, it, it's really important. And I think what we've realized is it's more about quality rather than quantity. So we're looking to actually downsize the office by a third and ensuring that we don't have that traditional desk task chair set up. Uh, there's a small allocation of that space because we recognize that some people might not have a great home office set up, but actually the majority of the space um, will be dedicated to that collaboration space. But also what we what we found is to replan the office is, is really exciting because you can create different meeting rooms for different types of client meetings. So maybe you've got a project meeting where you need uh, more stand-up creative ideas. Uh, maybe you're doing a, a presentation and so you need more sound uh, protection, uh, more acoustic sound protection. Um, or maybe um, you need a meeting that needs to be more informal if you're doing a one-to-one or it's more of a client uh, formal meeting. So you could choose your meeting based on your client maybe based on the type of meeting. Um, so it's a really exciting time where we can just not do what we've always done before and create sort of a, a template standard office and meeting room. We can really change things and experiment with things. Yeah, use it use it as an opportunity, right? I think that's um, it's definitely something yeah. that we need to do. And I think, um, yeah, something that Mike spoke about when we, we had him on the podcast, you know, look at the opportunity that we've got. So, um, yeah, it's very exciting. So, Loads of great takeaways there. And Haley, you've been focusing on raising awareness of pretty much all of this to our clients as part of the campaign that 
we've been working on. So why don't you talk us through a little bit before we we sign off on what's out there, what we can look forward to seeing and um, some things that we've got to help help our clients. Yeah, no, totally. So we wanted to make sure that we were offering some services and some packages that our clients could really kind of take up instantly to be able to, because obviously there is a little bit of a time sensitive push on this. So we wanted to make sure that we had things like our wireless surveys and they can be done like we have audits and we have surveys they could be done um preemptively so um not having to go to the office or they can be done on site and this is you know to be able to analyze and assess whether the the wireless uh, infrastructure is going to be able to cope with everybody coming back into the office and everybody being like Kelly said incorporating a video call into their meetings um you know Quite, you know, most of our office spaces have never had to deal with that amount of video traffic going across. So that is something which hopefully people will start to address and look at before they, they will arrive back in and realise things are starting to struggle. So we've got our wireless surveys on hand. Um, we're also offering hardware trials. So this is, you know, we, we talked about being inclusive and provisioning people correctly for whether they're working from home or whether they're working in the office um, and we have um, desk video units and we also have the huddle space like room kits video room kits which we're kind of we have as hardware trials for people to take to utilize to get a feel for to put them in different spaces see how the new spaces work um, to really make sure that that video element is incorporated into everything that you do moving forwards. Um, also, you know, we have the safe harbour um, up and running in our DSQ in our Liverpool Street office. So please, if anybody would like to have a look, you can come and you can book a, a demo and you book in with one of our guys that can take you through um, and you will go through the whole process from um, getting notification on actually like your meeting that you've booked, where the room is, coming in, filling in the health disclaimer and the whole process so you get to see what that experience is like. Um, and then also if you didn't want to come into the office, we can also do demos virtually. So we can take you through what our uh, enterprise assistants look like, how they're enabling us at Natilic and have enabled some of our clients to really activate the technology and the collaboration technology that we have for today's challenges pretty much all bases covered then yeah i like it a lot i like it a lot so i'll include links definitely in the show notes to more information on that um because i know there's a load of good content guides all sorts of things that we could probably be listing off for quite a while um so definitely worth taking a look at but i think that's a really nice little snapshot into what we're doing what we can do to help and um sort of covering that holistically so um thank you very much for your time ladies um it's been a pleasure i think we'll uh, we'll call it a day there thank you Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to NatChat, the Natalic podcast. Please subscribe to the Natalic podcast on Spotify, Apple Music, or wherever you get your podcasts. And leave us a review while you're there. It really helps us improve and grow the show. Please note that opinions expressed on the Natalic podcast are those of the hosts or our guests, not the organizations that they represent. You can find more information on Natalic on our website. That's natalic.com. You can also find us on social media. On Twitter, we're at Natalic Group, as well as Facebook and LinkedIn. Our theme music was provided by Dan Shaw, who you can find at Danza, that's D-A-N-Z-R, on music streaming services. This is Rob Thor, and thanks again for listening.